Yeah. You're hilarious. We're going to start with a different song here today. Hilarious. Yeah. This is just to get into the feel. Oh, 
fresh song. That's from the Zichronos for Rosh Hashanah. <coughs> so I apologize, Arya couldn't make it tonight. He had a, a gig last minute. We're still going to do a song in a little bit, but um, <coughs> I was thinking about a little bit of a, a little bit of a different style. We're not going to hear a full chabura, but I want to tell you, Marshall, that uh, that I said last year at the chabura. I'm not sure how many people were there. Last year, this time, we did Tainli Tfila, the Shmuel song. You were there? It was at Sam's house, yeah. So I'll tell you, Marshall, but before that, I'll tell you personally, and maybe you can feel the same way, maybe not, but for, for a very long time, I was, when I was in, like, the yeshiva world, and I was, I would get very, I'd get not to all the chumras, Everything had to be, you know, the halachas, everything had to be super from, super machmir, pile it on. And then when I switched over to a different style, I still kept, then now, you, now instead of just, you know, the brisker chumras, so I, I said I took all the, the chumras of the tzaddikim. This chumra and that chumra, you have to go to the mikra this time, and you, you have to eat this, you have to dip that, you have to say this, you have to have the kavanas, show for the... And it was it was it was taking away from my from my Rosh Hashanah. And it was only after I saw Rabbi Nachman and his 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 talks about Tamimus and Pshitas, the Ikr is Tamimus and Pshitas, Tamimus and Pshitas, to be simple, to be simple, to be simple. That I realize that's that's the tachlis of Rosh Hashanah. That's really the tachlis of all Yom Tovim. Tamimus and Pshitas. To stand before a Kaddish Baruch as, as just as just as a Pashadiyat. <coughs> amongst the Hevra together you're not standing out there's one rov and everybody else is, it's just we're all in it together and the Chazan takes us and when I removed myself from all of these, these this extra baggage it opened me up to Davin properly but then I was, there were, some, there were years where I was, I was davening very well, Rosh Hashanah. It was a certain, it was a geschmack, a sweetness. And then the year after, the year after, I wasn't, I wasn't connecting to the tefillah. I'm not sure what was going on. And it came that even my Timus and Pshitas was coming with an expectation of Timus and Pshitas. And once you expect even Timus and Pshitas, you've lost the Timus and the Pshitas. And it became like a complicated avoda to try to be a Tamim. And sometimes Rosh Hashanah comes and you expect, you want to have this like explosive davening because one time you remember you cried in Rosh Hashanah so you expect it's going to happen again. Or you had one time an amazing chazan or amazing zman, you're in Uman or you're here, you're there and you're like, oh, you're so inspired. And you come into Rosh Hashanah hoping that's going to be the case. And then you're sitting, to, you're sitting in some tight seat. You're sitting to some guy who elbows you every five seconds or he davens too loud or the million other minias that can happen and you're done you're totally thrown off so you get totally thrown off sometimes when it comes to the day the yom Rosh Hashanah even Yom Kippur there's so much at stake it's hard even to to really get to really get into it according to the way you would like 
So I'll tell you, Marshall, maybe you heard it last year when I said it, but I was thinking about it again this year. So there was a, there was a prince, and he wasn't, uh, he wasn't acting so appropriately. And the king warned him, you better shape up, or I'm going to ship you out, as my mother used to tell me. And the prince laughed. Okay, okay, Tati, okay, sure, sure. I'm the prince, you're not going to kick me out. And he, wouldn't, he didn't change his ways. And eventually the king said, you're out. You're actually out. He kicked him out of the kingdom, out of the palace. You're out of here. He sent him to a faraway place. And the son said all the different words he could say to his father. He said, I don't need you. I could do it on my own. I'm a smart guy. I don't, I don't need anything from you. I don't need your money. I don't need anything. And he was very angry. And he went to live in this place. And he, t- and he got a job. And he got a dero. He got a place to live. And he was, he was working. And he was still so upset at his father. He said, I'm going to show him. I don't need him. I can make my own money. I can make, my, I can make something of myself. And for a long time, he was working hard. He was making some little bit of money here and there. And it was, it was going well for him. But after some time, as the emotion settled down, the anger settled down, he realized how far he was. He missed, he missed his mother, missed his old friends, he missed the palace a little bit. As time went on, he started to think, maybe I wasn't doing so good, maybe my father was right, maybe I, I wasn't you know, truly working on myself. And he started to feel bad. He started to feel bad. And it came to the point where he decided it's time to go back. I understand what my father did now. He had to send me away, so I, it would be machniah me, it would sub, subdue me, sub, subjugate me. And he felt bad. He wanted, to, he wanted to go back to his father and apologize. And he was so embarrassed, though. What I said to him, he remembers exactly the words he said to his father, the king, as he left. And he was, he was embarrassed. But he says, I have to go. And he gathered a, a little bit of money. And it was a few towns away. It was going to take a little bit. Of, it was going to take a few days to get there. And he, he got on the, the, the wagon, you know, got a hitch. Whatever, or he paid some money, whatever, for the wagon. He starts going. And as he's getting closer and closer, a lot of history, a lot of past, a lot of his relationship with his father, and the good and the bad starts to start to flood his mind. And he starts to get a little bit of emotional. And he gets off in the next at the town and he gets in the next wagon, the next wagon. And as he's getting closer, he's becoming more and more emotional. And finally he gets to the last last town before the city of his father, the city of the king, the palace. And he has no more money left. He's out of money. And he's looking for a hitch. Anybody going to the city of the king? Nothing. He's there at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. He's going to have to start walking. What's he going to do? He has to, he's got to go. Finally, someone pulls up and says, Hey, you need a ride? Where are you going? The prince says, Oh, I'm going to the, the king's city. Are you, is that where you're going? He says, Yeah, I'm going. Come on. Get, on. get on the wagon. So he gets on the wagon. And he's, it's, they're getting very close. And all the emotions start to boil up. And he's, 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 there's a pachad. There's a pachad. There's a busha. He's starting to feel really bad. What am I going to say to my father? The wagon driver realizes that he's, he's very nervous. So he asks him, what's going on? Are you okay? And so the, the prince says, well, I'll tell you the truth. I'm actually the prince. You're the prince? 
Yeah, I'm the prince. What are you doing over here? You have no money? What you, what's going on over here? So the prince opens up and he tells him everything that happened from the beginning. And my father told me not to do this and I didn't. I didn't care and he kicked me out and I said all these things to him and I swore I would never see his face again. I don't care about him. I hated his guts. And over time, I realized I didn't hate his guts. I really need him. I was, and I lost myself and I'm sorry and I, I really shouldn't have done what I did. And he starts to really let out all of his emotions, all of his feelings, all of his... And the wagon driver says, wow, that's, that's Takamaisa. And the, the prince started to feel better afterwards. He got, got it off his chest. And they get to this, the city, and the wagon driver says, okay, here we are. So he thanks him. And the, the prince gets ready to meet his father. And he cleans himself up, nice clothing, haircut. And as he's walking to the palace, the old guards are still standing there. And they say, oh, the prince is back. Oh, everybody knew what happened to him. Oh, look who's back. And he's mamish embarrassed. He's coming to grovel back to his father. And they all heard him what he was saying as he left the palace. They were there. And he ignores him and he goes further. And right when he opens the door, all the officers are there, all the second in command, and all the high officials. And they go, there's a lot of murmuring going on. Oh, the prince is back, the prince is back, the prince is back. And he's, he's, he's breaking inside because they're all talking about him. That he's coming back. And he's, he's, he's a pachat, oyen venoro. And he, he gets to the, to the door of the throne room where his father is. And he knocks. His father says, yes, come in. He opens the door and he sees his father sitting. He hasn't seen him in, in over a year. And Mamsha Pachat overcomes him. He, he's shaking. He's stuttering. There's nothing he could say. He's so embarrassed. He can't... He, he, his father says, no. What do you have to say? So he starts to walk closer. He can't get a word out of his mouth. Nothing. So his father gets off the throne... He comes down to his son. And he puts his arm around him and says, Son, I, I know. I know. I know. And the son says, What do you mean you know? So his father says, I was the wagon driver. I was there. That was me. What's the mashal? What's the nimshal? Is that sometimes when you have that big day, the Rosh Hashanah, the Yom Kippur, you get there, you have nothing to say. For whatever reason, there's too much pressure, the chazan, whatever it is, you can't get anything out. But if we would prepare beforehand, when it's not so serious, then you can get a lot of things out. Right? Like tonight, we're coming together. It's the night before Rosh Hashanah. There's not, not a lot of pressure. And as I said last year, like in the song, in the song with Shmuel, Shmuel has that song, Tainli Tefillah Achat. Right? Everybody knows the song already. So what was he singing in that song? Give me one feel. I want one feel like the greatest feel of all time. Like I'm in the ocean just grabbing. There's nothing else that's... Let me have that feel. So we explained last year that sometimes the tefillah to daven, the tefillah to tefillah, the daven to daven is the actual tefillah. Because comes Rosh Hashanah, you can't get the words out. But when you're, when you're davening to daven, let me daven, get all emotional, that might have been your Rosh Hashanah. That might have been it. Because tomorrow, Kodesh Baruch knows, you're not going to be able to daven. For whatever reason. So we have to have a hachana. We have to have a hachana. So, the song that Yishayi just put out, the music 
and we've spoken about this, and, and what we're trying to do, and people do it on their own, is, is we want the music, as I always quote from Shlomo Karbach, music takes you from where you are to where you want to be. And it's hard for us to be in certain places. I want to be, I would love to be crying and yearning to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's not, so what am I going to snap, snap my fingers? I'm just going to start crying. It's very difficult. But the wagon that could take us there is music. Right? You find the right song, and you, you listen to it with the right headphones in a quiet space, and it can take you places. And you have to let it take you places. So when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, there's, there's and it's all davening in general. You're Bitsibur, but you're also by yourself. Right? We come together as a Tzibur to daven to Kodesh Baruch to proclaim him king. But at the end of the day, you have to daven also your own Shon You have to have your own thoughts and your own feelings. So similarly, I thought maybe we could try a little bit. It's tonight also. We're going to play one song. And everybody can do this on their own with their own whatever they want. And they should. Tonight, tomorrow morning, take two minutes because the day is going to go fast. Everything is going to go very, very fast. By the time you know it, you're going to be in Rosh Hashanah and then... So we're going to listen to a song from Ari Kunstler. And I heard it, I heard certain things. It came out last year, I think it was last year. And it, it took me to a certain place. It's, a, it's a, really a pre-Rosh Hashanah song, but you'll see how it is Rosh Hashanah, but you have to understand it. And we just, if we can, each person, let, let the music take you somewhere. With Zibor, as a group. And then later, you want to do it again by yourself. Try to do it with this song or a different song. And allow that to be the vehicle, the springboard, to get you to the emotions that you want. It's very easy to get to emotions with music. It's very hard to get to emotions without the music. It's very difficult. Especially when you have, I know this was always bothering me, you know, you grew up with a certain chazan again and again, or you were in yeshiva, I was in yeshiva for two years, and, and the whole place is on fire, and the, and the, and the, and the rav who's dominating the chazan, you know, long white beard, old, and he would cry at certain points, and then you get to the next year when it's a different minion, and you're waiting for that cry, and it's some happy tune when you were waiting for like the cry, or it's a cry when you're waiting for the happy tune, and it like throws you all off. Everybody's, everybody's experienced it in different ways. It's insidious. It's not, what are you going to do? And that's why in Rosh Hashanah you have to just let the chazan take you. You can't fight against the chazan. Let him take you. But beforehand, we could take ourselves where we want to take ourselves. So we're going to listen to this song. Are you concerned? I speak about it very, very little. That wasn't. That, that's not the point tonight. It's not about words. The point tonight is about about the music, the feelings, and anybody else. We could we could play another song, and uh, wherever it takes us, it takes us. We make them properly. The Yomadim. Okay, so listen to this song. Standing out by the edge of the sea Sending my sins out with the breeze Came here to cast my past away But the past is pretty hard to shake How can I just apologize? Another year gone, did I even try? But from way above that stormy sky, a father's words who was heard in child. Till your very last day. 
song the first time I was thinking what are you thinking right away what do you think this connects to Tashla. I was thinking Tashla yeah. so I was thinking so it sounds like I remember I spoke to him last year but I don't know <laughs> 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 that's where Brown is that's where Brown is actually I didn't even think about Tashla no? the beginning of the song sounds like Tashla so Tashlech is an interesting thing. Tashlech, by the way, this year is, even the first day we don't even really do it. Many, many people have the minute not to do it on Shabbos. Some do. But I was thinking, I was thinking you know, it comes to, it comes to Tashlech, and we go to the ocean, to whatever it means, exactly, throw our sins into the ocean. What that means, we don't really throw our sins into the ocean. I mean, when I was growing up, maybe you all this minute also, people thought you're supposed to throw bread in the ocean, which I think is actually us or... <laughs> on Yontif, um, to feed the fish and things, but that's not really what we're doing. And why is it different? Why is it by Bir Chametz? I was thinking, why by Bir Chametz we burn with fire? By Tashach we go to the water. I mean, what's the difference? So, just something short. I mean, maybe you've heard me say this before. I don't know, but I think there's I think there's a little bit of a mistake in the way we understand concept of tshuva and what's Rosh Hashanah all about 
some people come into some people come into Rosh Hashanah scared, nervous. They have a lot of sins on their shoulders. There's a certain pacha they have. But then it says, if you look at the tefillah, it's, it's, it's really not like that at all. There's no vidoy in, there's no vidoy in Rosh Hashanah. There's no, there's no achet. A little bit here and there we mention it. When it's on a tokif, that's not even about sin necessarily. Rosh Hashanah has nothing to do with sins. It's not the, it's not the Indian at all. And the way I like, I, I think this is... I, Tell me if you've ever seen this inside. I'm, it's a pellet to me that no one's ever said this, but I'm sure there has been. If you've ever heard this, tell me. But there's two brachas that we say in Shemon Esrei, back to back. Hashiveinu avinu sarasecha, v'korveinu malkeinu l'avodasecha, v'achzreinu b'shuva shleim l'fanacha. Right? Hashiveinu avinu sarasecha, Kadosh Baruch Our Father, please bring us back to your Torah. V'korveinu malkeinu l'avodasecha, bring us close, our King, to your avoda, tefillah. Everybody said that brach today? Good. Yes? 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 I think people make a big mistake. Tshuva, the mohus of tshuva has nothing to do with sins. Never did. And never will. The mohus of tshuva has nothing to do with sins. Hashiveinu avinu tzorosecha, v'korveinu malkeinu avodosecha, v'achzireinu b'shuva, shleim alfanecha. What sin is in this? I in these words. What does tshuva mean? Pashit, pashit, what does tshuva mean? To return. Return to Kodesh Baruch. Did I say you sinned? What happens if you're just not paying attention to Kodesh Baruch? Let's say you're, you're keeping Torah mitzvahs, you learn Torah, you daven, but you're not paying attention to Kodesh Baruch. You're not thinking about him, you're not recognizing Ashkacha Pratis, you're not recognizing Yad Hashem, you're not, your moon is not strong, you're not sinning, you're just not in your life. So don't you have to do tshuva for that? You didn't do anything wrong. But you have to return to Kodesh Baruch and you have to bring it back into your heart. That's, that's, that's talking about sin. When a person's doing tshuva and he wants to return to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, then also as part of the bigger picture called tshuva, yes, you have to deal with maybe last year's sins. That's not the mohus of tshuva. Even the Rambam, if you read it carefully, he doesn't say that it's talking about sins. If a person wants to do tshuva, then do vidui. Vidui, right? We admit our sins. That's if you're already on the path back. Then part of that path is you want to cut all ties from the past. You're on the path of the future. You have to cut all past ties. Okay, so fine. That's that's sins. That's vidu. That's charata. Rosh Hashanah is about tshuva. Yom Kippur is about sins. Vidu and charata. Tshuva means to, to return. Tshuva means to return to the self, to return to Kodesh Baruch Hu. To to re to give a rebirth. Nasa Adam, we're born again. All of us are born again. We'll play that song also. We're born again on Rosh Hashanah. It's a fresh start, fresh kavanas. Everyone knows the Gemara says. Those who are doing Daf Yom will see it if they haven't seen it before. A guy says to a lady, 
Be Mikudashas to me, marry me, on condition that I'm a tzaddik. Says the Gemara. Afilu Rasha, even if he's a Rasha when he said that, Mikudashas. It works. How's that possible? How could it be? He says, on condition that I'm a tzaddik. And he's really a Rasha. What's the Gemara answer? Shema Hir Shuva. Maybe he was Mahara and Shuva. Really. So in one second, this Rasha did a. He did a, a vidu and a charata on, on all of his sons in the past year. He's called the Rosh in the Gemara. That's not, that's not possible. So what does it mean, Shemahar Bishuva? It means, Kabbalah said, I want to be a tzaddik. I'm ready, I'm ready to move on. Mikan, Ulaba. That's, Shem, that's Shuva. I, wa- I want to go back. Yes, he will have to, after Rosh Hashanah, he cannot go forward strong unless he cuts the ties from the past. That's fine. But Rosh Hashanah is about tshuva. That's the ultimate tshuva. There's a Bariolam, there's a creator, there's a king. I want to return to that place. I want to cleanse myself, not necessarily my sins, my, my way of life. It's a mahapecha. Bir Chometz is about... I have this wrong and this thing wrong and that thing wrong and all these little things wrong and I want to burn it out. But that only comes after you have the, the homa pech of what's your derech hachayim? Where's your life going? Is it just made up of a million different mitzvahs and naveras and things? Or is there a mahalach? The mahalach is Rosh Hashanah. It's called hamelech. There's a king. And everything fits under that. We go to the water to cleanse. He says, I want to throw them out, standing there with the, by the breeze, right? I'm standing by the edge of the sea, standing my sins out with the breeze, came here to cast my past away. But a past is pretty hard to shake. It doesn't mean sins, specific sins. It means the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole old path. Because we get stuck in our routines. He wants to change the whole thing. That's hard to change. You go to the water because the water is like a mikvah. for you. you. You dip in the... It doesn't have to be sins. You dip it in to, to cleanse. And I always think that... Like the Arizal says, you're supposed to, if you can, you're supposed to cry in Rosh Hashanah. Not crying out of sins. Crying out of yearning. On Shabbos, you're allowed to cry if it's for yearning purposes. You're not allowed to cry out of sadness on Shabbos. Shabbos. You can't cry. But if it's out of yearning, out of a tshuka... You can cry for that. And if a person has these, this feeling, he, want, he, he, he wants to make a homa pecha. He goes to the water, either he cries, or he goes to the water, he goes to Tashla, and he throws his old self into that water. But not to drown it, to cleanse it like a mikvah. Because then by Sukkis, what happens? What happens by Sukkis? Shiva Samayim. We go to the water, we draw the water, we bring it to the Mizbeach. That's the that's that's the water. Because we're mahapech, we're changing over, we're cleansing, we're bringing our old self, dunking it in the mikvah, and through Rosh Hashanah, through Yom Kippur, then we get to Sukkis. The simcha is that we take back our old self, clean, crisp, 
fresh, and we dance with it, and we bring it to the mizbech. Says the Kaddish Look, this is this is the new me. Ani acher, ani acher. I'm different. I'm not the same as I once was. It's home apech. So hashiveinu avinas roserav akarveinu malkeinu avodazav hachzireinu b'shuv v'shleim v'fenachav. That's Rosh Hashanah. That's Rosh Hashanah. That should be the thoughts. Kaddish Baruch I want to come back to you. Nothing to do with sins. You'll have a serious made shuvah. You'll have, you'll have, you don't care but to work on the actual sins. Rosh Hashanah is about, there's a king, I want to be with the king. Through Torah, through tefillah, through just tveikis. I want my life to be about a Kaddish Baruch I want to do it. Ah, but it's hard. It's hard. How can I just apologize? Another year, another year, did I even try? We all want to make these changes. But we say that every year. And then we don't. And it's like embarrassing. It's hard to be emesdic. And those of us here, we're, we're emesdic of people. We mean well. So we say it, we mean it, but nothing happens. And then we feel bad. And then it's hard for us to, how can I even apologize? What, it's a jo- what is this, a joke? I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't change. But a father's words to his hurting child, I was thinking, Instead of Anila Dodi the Dodi Li, which, okay, my beloved, it's true. Maybe Anila Daddy, right? Dodi Daddy. I don't know why that came to me when I was thinking this. Anila Daddy, the Daddy Li, right? Some people, Tati, Avina Malkeinu. Till your very last day, I'll be waiting for you. Till the very last day. The Rambam says, Rambam says in Hilchus Shuvah, he says, Kolin Avim Kulin Savu Ala Chuvo. All the Nevi'im, we're talking about Shuvo. Ve'en Yisrael Negolin Elibet Shuvo. Klaus isn't going to have a guru without Shuvo. That's what that means. It means sins. It's not what it's talking about. It's about a whole mapech of a whole life of a kutshabrichu. A life of Torah mitzvahs. Ukvar hivticha Torah. The Torah guarantees, says the Rambam. The Torah makes a haftacha, I'll promise. She'esof Yisrael Lassus Shuvo Besof Galusan. That Klaus, everybody's going to get to do Shuvo. Everybody's going to do tshuva, and then everybody's going to have a gula. V'shavta, ad Hashem lokecha, v'shav Hashem lokecha, Kodesh Baruch will bring you back. Till your very last day, I'll be waiting for you. Kodesh Baruch says, I'm, I'm waiting. You're, go, you're going to get it one time. You try again, and you try again, and you try again, and it'll happen. I'm sure everybody in this room has had things, and I, and I encourage you, because I've had many things, where I've davened thousands of tefillahs. And then finally, it worked. For, for years, davening about certain things. I'm going to go into it, and each person, hopefully, they've had these situations. And you stay on that tefillah. Okay, maybe you go off it for a week or a few months, but there's certain things that we want to change about ourselves. And you go, and you go, and you think it's never going to change, never going to change. But you keep going, you keep going. And talk it. Sometimes the Kodesh says, okay, now's the time. Because you didn't know but Kharajba had a meter upstairs that said 587,321 tefillas. When he gets to that number, then he's going to change. Never stop. Kavil Hashem. Chazak, Rabbi Mitzvah, Kavil Hashem. Until your very last day, I'll be waiting for you. Sometimes we fall, and that's okay. There's a way back home, just like you said. You have to believe. Every year, again and again, every day, every day. The emissaries were still here. The emissaries were still here. Kaddish Baruch Hu us, like I said in the Chaburas, the Arab bitachon and Kaddish Baruch Hu truly comes from his bitachon in us. 
Because if we're here, he trusts us. Otherwise, why are we here? What does he need us for? So if he trusts us, then I'm gonna, I, I trust him trusting me. And it could be. Tshuva. This is true. That's why we go to the water. Mikel Kamocha. We're not asking for we're not asking for, for, to, to, for to forgive our sins. We're saying Mikel Kamocha, who's like you, a Kaddish Baruch Hu, who does forgive sins. Tasha is not about actually asking for forgiveness. It's about the recognition of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that he's the one. He's the only one. So, each person in their own way. There's many, many themes of Rosh Hashanah. There's many themes. And a person should take, take a few minutes. If you can, take, take one song. Take one song. Whatever you want. And let that take you in some way on the wagon to the palace of the king. And maybe, maybe, when you're on that wagon and you're listening to that song, maybe, maybe, you'll get emotional. Maybe, maybe, you'll say a few words to Kaddish Baruch from a real place. And maybe, maybe, that was your Rosh Hashanah. Listen again. I was thinking. I heard a shot once that the reason I'm in the water, but things I'm going to do in the fire, they have to get rid of it. Because it's not the truth, you just burn it out. The truth, you just burn it out. Standing out by the edge of the sea, sending my sins out with the wind. Came here to cast my past away, but it passed. Another year gone, did I even try? But from way above that stormy sky, a father's words who is heard in child. Till your very last day, I'll be waiting for you. Doesn't matter where you've been or what you've been through, I'll be waiting here with hope.
Thank mm-hmm. you.